Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hello Storyteller podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, we did want to give you a little bit of background about this episode. It was recorded last year at the height of the pandemic and has sort of been in our podcast vault since then. The podcast was put on hiatus for the remainder of 2020 as we all sort of rallied together to persevere and make it through. And in reviewing the episodes from last year, we decided that there was still a lot of really good and helpful and useful information, and so we wanted to release them. So we just wanted you to keep that in mind as you're listening to the episode today. But we are excited to share it with you, and we hope that you enjoy it. On today's episode, we are talking with Magdalena Barkowska, who is uh, an author and who is in the process of writing her memoir. And we take sort of a deep dive into a whole different sort of creative process, talking about the writing process, talking about the editing process, and talking about how to get it seen and read and in front of editors. So we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Storytelling, moments in time, the things we don't want to forget, details that are etched in our souls are every day, teaching, artists who want to share their passion for telling the stories of their lives so you can better tell the stories of yours, sharing, a space and place to share your work, be inspired, motivated, supported, and learn from one another, community, a group for photographers run by photographers. We welcome you to this community. Welcome to Hello Storyteller Podcasts. I'm Megan Boggs, a natural light, lifestyle, outside the box, and motive photographer, and mom of two sweet girls based out of Tulare, California. And I'm Melissa Ortendahl, a natural light, lifestyle, and documentary photographer based in central Massachusetts. Be the first to know about all of our upcoming educational opportunities, blogs, podcasts, mini lesson tutorials, and more. Make sure to check out our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and sign up for our mailing list to receive all the exciting new updates. and welcome to today's episode of the Hello Storyteller podcast. Melissa and Meg are here with you today and we're super excited to introduce our guest, Magdalena Barkowska. Hi, Magda. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) We decided that we wanted to kind of branch out who we were talking to on the podcast. And so um, we decided to ask Magda to come on the show today um, because Magda is an author and currently working on her memoir. So we're going to dive right into our conversation with her. So is it is it is it Magda or is it the full? Is it Magdalena? Um, it, whatever. It's Magda. Magda Bartkowska is fine. Okay. <laughs> so I want to make sure I get it right. Like I learned, oh. I learned while reading her book that I mispronounced her name the entire time oh, I've known her. Okay, you I see where know. I see where this is coming from now. <laughs> so I'm a little sensitive around the name part. It's a whole no, new perspective. No. <laughs> um, okay. 
so Meg, I do think that you do need to just turn your volume down a little bit. Okay, going. Okay, just because it's like really and loud I in my ears. I swear it's only a smidge. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm That's better. At the same point, but I did move it closer, so maybe doing both of those things was a bad move. <laughs> it was a little too much. <laughs> maybe we should just stick with one thing first and then try the other. If that doesn't improve. Yeah, that's true. I'm a, I'm a fan of doing like two things at once instead of just one thing at a time because I don't have time for one thing. I got to go two. Or who nothing. does one thing? At, who, whoever does one thing I at don't one know. time? I don't know no. any mom that does one thing at a time. Nope. 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 I was just saying this to, to Dave today, actually, this afternoon. He came back from the office and he decided to sit down where I was doing work. And he was like, you seem stressed. I'm like, yeah, because I'm doing 47 things at one time. He's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because that is how my life works. <laughs> Welcome. 100%. Uh, okay. But no joke. in any case, Magda and I, as, as we said before, have known each other for 24 years. We met in high school. That's, that's where our story began. That's true. And she has been a part of my life ever since, <laughs> which has been awesome. But the reason why we wanted her to come on the podcast today was because, you know, Meg and I have been doing some talking and we want to really kind of broaden our, you know, who we're talking to on the podcast, to not just include photographers, but other um, creatives as well. And Magda is an author. And so... It's been really fascinating for me to kind of observe and watch from the sidelines as, as Magda has gone through this process of writing this book that we're going to talk about in just a couple of minutes here, because it's a completely different process <laughs> <laughs> than, than anything I'm familiar with. And so there's, it's been a, it's been really interesting to watch. And so you know, I want to talk to you, Magda, a little bit about to just get an idea from you on kind of I guess twofold. I think we'll start first with talking about the book in particular and like mm -hmm. how this came to you and, mm -hmm. you know, why this topic and why right now. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the actual writing process. And mm -hmm. then for any of you that are listening that are aspiring authors that are wondering how this process works, if you want to, you know, attempt to get a book published or, or, or viewed in any capacity, Magda's going to talk about that too. <laughs> so let's start with the book itself, which mm -hmm. I have been privileged enough to get an advanced copy of. <laughs> and it's, it's, and I don't just say this because you're my friend, because Aww, thank we're you. brutally honest with each other. <laughs> we are. And I would tell you if it sucked, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? So mm. it's phenomenal. It's so good. And as, even as somebody who has known you for as long as I have known you, I learned so much about you, so much more about you. Mm -hmm. And even when I thought I understood like what your, you know, your childhood was like, mm -hmm. it just opened up a whole other side of your life that I really mm -hmm. had no knowledge of. Right. But I, before we get too far along here and my gushing about the, <laughs> the topics of the book, I want I want you to share with us kind of what the book is, mm -hmm. what kind of book it is and, and where the you know, where this idea kind of mm -hmm. grew from for you. OK, yeah. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> um, the book is titled uh, No More Red Geraniums, a memoir of immigration and belonging. And it. You know, honestly, it kind of 
came out of the blue. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, I always knew from the time I was a child that I was going to write a book. I just always thought it was going to be fiction. And then, you know, just one random September afternoon in 2017, <laughs> 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 I, um, I remember the idea just arriving as this conviction that, you know, this is what I need to write about navigating the hardships of of growing up in the space where two cultures meet um, and the struggle to to find belonging when you feel out of place, both in your adopted country and in the country of your birth. You know, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized how how very little there is of the contemporary Polish experience in mainstream American literature. So I just I wanted very much to make my humble contribution to that. <laughs> And would you say that, you know, I, I feel like sometimes, you know, in the movies and in <laughs> media, you know, it's mm-hmm. like this idea, you know, it's like a light bulb goes on and the book just pours out of whoever's writing it. And it's this very like neat and tidy whole little like situation, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I was up for four days straight and I wrote the whole thing. No. Um, which I know <laughs> from watching you is not the case, but I feel like no. <laughs> there's so much that's not understood about mm-hmm. the writing process. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about yeah. what that process was like for you. In ter- so you get this idea, right? That you, you yeah. feel compelled to share this story of, of immigrating to the United States at mm-hmm. such a young age. And then how do you decide how to encapsulate mm-hmm. that in yeah. your writing? Uh, <laughs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> in three years. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because, you know, you said, does it just pour out of you? And, you know, the first, the first, the first paragraph of the book really did that just, you know, that September afternoon, I got the idea and I, I just, I sat down and I wrote it. And that first paragraph has pretty much stayed unchanged through all the drafts I've done, but it's, it's, it's been a process. Um, yeah. originally, I, I originally, my vision was to have it as a series of vignettes. You know, I was inspired by the book, The House on Mango Street Mm. by Sandra Cisneros. I love that book. Um, And so I was kind of envisioning it as a Polish house on Mango Street. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love that book. Um, Yeah. But it it kind of, it grew from that into, into what it is now, which is, which is really more of a memoir, you know, and I've, it's gone through several drafts. It's, gone through several, you know, readers and and I'm actually working with another memoir writer and, you know, we're just, we're help, we're helping each other figure out (laughs) where we need to go. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a long process. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the writing process for you look like, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. Meg and I have talked about this you know, just in terms of photography. And mm-hmm. and I think every photographer is kind of different, right? We've got mm-hmm. people, you know, who really like creatively plan their, their shoots, their sessions, mm-hmm. right? And you have people like me that are like, no, the sky's pretty today. Let's go outside. <laughs> and I couldn't plan a shoot to mm-hmm. if my life depended on it. So, you know, do you set aside time for writing? Do mm-hmm. you write when you feel inspired? Because I feel like mm-hmm. it could be hard to write, to be like, I'm going to mm-hmm. write every Tuesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. And 
Because like, what if, what if nothing happens? <laughs> what well, if there's no creative right. juices flowing? Right. Well, so, um, you know, in the, in the writing life, you know, and, and I've heard this from many writers that you do, you set up a time and you show up, you show up every day to write, even if it's for just an hour, you know, whatever time you can scramble, you know, manage from right. your busy day, you show up. And even if nothing comes out that day, even if it's garbage, which oftentimes it is, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's training that, that writing muscle mm. and showing up every day. So, but yeah, I mean, there are definitely times when, you know, when I'm somewhere else, I'm, you know, out with my kids or I'm cooking dinner and, and I, I get inspired and I'm like, I have to write this down. So I, I'll just <laughs> jot it down somewhere on a napkin or um, piece of paper and, and hopefully not lose it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not lose the thread. Yes. Pulls it all together. <laughs> so how did you go about deciding what to put in, what mm-hmm. to leave out? Because I imagine, you know, if you, if you think about you know, we all, I think, joke at some point, well, if there was a movie about my life, this is what it would say, and these are the people that would play it, right? Uh-huh. So when you're writing about your mm-hmm. life, you yeah. know, I know from having read it myself that you do spend time, obviously, in the past, mm-hmm. but at different stages, right? At, right. In Poland, in first coming here, you know, mm-hmm. when you were seven, in your, you know, later adult life, too. So how did you, how do you go about determining what to put in and mm-hmm. what to not put in? Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, you know, at the beginning when this was all fresh, I, I knew, you know, there were certain memories that really stuck out for me, especially, you know, especially from when I was a child in Poland and, you know, my dad had already come to America, you know, and as, and, and also when we moved here, you know, those early, you know, my first day of school in an mm. American classroom when I didn't speak any English. Yeah. <laughs> so certain <laughs> memories were just so strong and vivid and, you know, and I knew I had to include those, you know, uh, later it got a little bit more tricky <laughs> um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and still, still working on it. So I'm still questioning, you know, as I go through this next draft, I'm still questioning, you know, does this, does this belong? Is this, you know, I think for memoir writers, you know, I, I, sometimes it can feel a little bit like, like navel gazing and I don't want Mm. it to be that. I want it to be universal. You know, I want people to be able to connect with my experience and not, not just immigrants, you know, but but, but, you know, I mean, everyone, we all have that need to, to belong, to feel mm. connected and accepted. Um, and so that is really what's at the root of this. So I, you know, I just, you know, I'm going through and, and I have actually, you know, I mean, the, the version that you read, <laughs> that you, <gushed laughs> over, you know, this, even this next one that I'm working on right now is, is, uh, some parts are very, very different. <laughs> mm. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, at this point, I'm looking to see if, you know, what I've included, does this move the story along? Does this fit in with my theme? So, yeah. (laughs) It's interesting, too, because I think, you know, when I read the version that you had given me, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember you talk about what you want people to be able to relate to your story, right? Mm -hmm. That it's, uh, there's some universal themes in there. And it's very, it's interesting to me, because when I was reading through it, I was trying really hard to like, not just like 
speed through it because I was really in I, I was like I just wanted mm-hmm. to like read everything but I wanted to like pay attention mm-hmm. put that English degree to good work and <laughs> I remember thinking to myself you know because you're like you know write in the margins and give me all the feedback and there's there's sections right where where or or moments during the book where you you know you utilize obviously you know Polish words or Polish phrases mm-hmm. and I remember thinking to myself initially I'm like well I don't understand the context (laughs) I don't completely get like I mean I like there's not like a definition in parentheses or Mm -hmm. a footnote or anything and I I remember thinking to myself oh I need to let her know that and then as I read more through it I was like huh (laughs) I think that was intentional (laughs) because it did it began it became the situation of like well I don't I don't completely understand. And it was mm-hmm. like, well, that's the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so I was like, Ooh, she's tricky. I like it. I like it just because it, it does. It creates this sense of, you know, of, of not uncomfortability per se, but just like, I don't mm-hmm. understand the complete context, which right, right, right. I think is such a great juxtaposition of you know, mm-hmm. how you describe your experience in first, mm-hmm. you know, coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, you know, hearing that from you and, you know, years ago and you're like, oh yeah, my first day of school, I didn't know any English. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even fathom, you know, what that experience would have been like. Yeah. So you say that you put si- your time aside to, you know, to mm-hmm. write every day and to show up, even if it's not, you know, mm-hmm. nothing really fantastic or mm-hmm. useful comes out of it. <laughs> so the initial idea came, you said in September of 2017, right? Right, right. Okay. When would you say that you felt like you had your first kind of like rough draft, like your first kind of complete rough draft done? Interesting. Well, you know, a few things stood in the way of that. <laughs> like a baby? <laughs> yes, yes, the baby, yep. Mm-hmm. But I actually... <laughs> The third one. The third one, yep. <laughs> um, but I actually, after I got the idea, I decided I needed a writing studio <laughs> for myself. <laughs> yes. So um, instead of spending my time writing, I spent three months organizing my <laughs> attic. <laughs> and you sound like me. If you yes. build it, it will come. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Organizing it, painting it, um, you know, gluing burlap to the wall. <laughs> it's such um, a neat little space, though. Now I must see photos of the space. Melissa, can yes. you do a photo shoot there? You can actually look at the promotional video that I did for her because it's done in her studio. <laughs> We'll put that in the show notes. We're going to link all the things. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that, that was the three months, but I'm really, really glad I did that because now that, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is my, not just my writing studio, but my sanctuary. <laughs> sanctuary. From the craziness of my family. Oh, my love. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes I oh, need yeah. to be alone. Hey, we're feeling so. you on that front, so. <laughs> yep. Yep. All day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole new um, mama in this house right now. I'm just telling you that right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you get it. You oh, get yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, after I was done with the studio, I got pregnant and then, uh, you know, did not write until I was in my second trimester. So, yeah. So, the I mean, the first draft, I, I guess it was like a year and a half from mm. when the idea first came. The labor of love. Uh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> popping out babies, popping out books. Yep. <laughs> Lots of births here, ladies. Yeah. Oh yeah. So let's let's pivot a little bit mm-hmm. and talk. If you could share some information about 
just the process in terms of getting it in the hands of a publisher Mm -hmm. and what that Mm -hmm. experience was like (laughs) or what that looked like so I I guess I guess more I guess twofold here right so yes there's like the actual like process of like pitching you know your book and then also after that I want to make sure that we talk a little bit about you know submitting you know smaller pieces of work for publishing and like journals Mm -hmm. and things of that nature because I think those are two sides of the same coin but different types of experiences so yeah so let's talk a little bit about the the editor pitching (laughs) so I I, I admit I was extremely naive <laughs> in the beginning. I thought I was going to write a book and send it out. And, you know, I mean, I, I realized I would get rejected a ton of times, but I thought, well, once I am accepted, then, you know, that's it. And then I, you know, once I, once I had my first draft done, you know, and I knew it still needed more work, but, you know, that's when I started researching, you know, what goes into having specifically a memoir published and I was you know very taken aback by all the all the things I needed to do you know mostly because you know and and this is specific to memoir writing it's not it's not the same for fiction writers but for memoir writers you know we have to we have to come into this with our own platform right with a mm. future readership which means we have to be active on social media and mm. i was not a fan of that <laughs> no she was not a fan of that <laughs> i would like post family pictures once every 3 months and that was it yeah. um so but i have to say that it, you know it's it's actually been really really amazing becoming more active on social media. I've made connections with other writers and just, you know, a lot of good things have come from that. So on that community, I think is so helpful and so can be helpful. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes. Can be. Yes. Um, (laughs) But just to have people to be able to talk to, like the, Mm -hmm. I know some of the connections that you've made with other writers and Mm -hmm. other, and specifically to find other memoir writers too. Exactly. um, Who are, you know, it's, as we know, you mm-hmm. know, part of the reason why we, why we created the Hello Storyteller community was to mm-hmm. give people that kind of mm-hmm. community for, you know, to be able to bounce ideas off of people. So, right. yeah, I'm like sure it was super helpful to yeah. be able to begin to find yourself in those types of communities. Absolutely. Yeah. My first experience pitching this to agents was last September. I can't believe it hasn't even been a year yet because it feels that like literally it feels, feels like, like it's three been, years ago. Yeah, or five. You know, I just. <laughs> um, so, but last it was just this past September. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I I went to a writing conference uh, in Boston and I signed up to to pitch this to to three different agents. Mm. I had researched them and you know just that they were interested in memoir and it was an amazing experience (laughs) just uh (laughs) very nerve-wracking you know they all three of them were interested and asked me to send them uh you know a formal query letter and you know the first few pages of my manuscript and I did that and uh and that's where you know that's where (laughs) it stopped (laughs) which is fine because you know I I said to myself it would have been way too easy if if this had worked out on my first try but to but to pitch to three different mm-hmm. agents and have mm-hmm. them all be interested, yeah, I think says something for the caliber <laughs> of what you wrote and and the way in which you wrote it. 
Right. Well, I think I think they were interested in my presentation of. <laughs> well, you are very charismatic. <laughs> you have that sparkling yes, personality. I do I absolutely do? I do very well during interviews. <laughs> but... <laughs> but the other thing too, just to, I'm an, I'm going to gloat for her, so she's not going to do it herself. <laughs> There was also this other part of the conference where you could like anonymously like submit the first like page, I think, of your manuscript. And oh, then, yes, yes. This and was, then yeah. it could be selected to be read. And it's like, I don't know what to liken it to, but it's I, like uh, it was called Literary Idol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but like depending on like how explain this process to me because I think it's, I can't remember. And I remember being like very intrigued by it. So refresh my memory of what this experience was like. Yes. Um, if, if you're a writer and you ever go to a writing conference and and they have something like this, I highly recommend it. Um, it's very useful because the first, the first page of, you know, your book, whatever book it is, you know, that is what can make or break make or break it right that you know mm-hmm. agents and editors get so many submissions daily that it's you know if they're not hooked by the first page you know out it goes so you know literary idol you you basically could submit the first page of your manuscript anonymously and there was a panel of three or four agents and editors and there was this, this guy who was the reader and you know he read you know he would pick randomly from the stack of first pages people had submitted and he would read aloud the first page and the agents and editors upon hearing anything that would make them reject the manuscript would raise their hands Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) and you know it was really helpful because then they would discuss you know what about the writing turned them off or what about it was good Mm. and so so mine got chosen I think mine was first really Maybe not. I don't know. But it was it was like maybe it wasn't. Anyway, not important. Mine got chosen and <laughs> I did the math and I think it was like the reader got through 83 percent of the page. <laughs> of course, she did the math <laughs> before before all four of them or like three of them had raised their hands. So I was That's pretty good, though, because like some yeah. people was like the first sentence. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be me in the back being like, I don't know who's writing that is. And then like, just go off and cry. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good experience. Um, Yeah. Awesome. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so that's, so you had to pitch in person, right? Mm -hmm. And, and had to kind of, you didn't have a lot of time either. It was kind of like like 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sell them on you to sell them on the book, Mm -hmm. sell them on the topic. So, and that's obviously can be a little nerve-wracking right mm-hmm. for those of us photographers that post our things to you know mm-hmm. instagram like how come no one's liking it and then it's like <laughs> oh would you like to go sit in a room with all these people and have them tell you what they think straight to your face because that's a completely different situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, yeah yeah so obviously i know like that's a multi-layered process, which still takes time because you've got to mm-hmm. you know, work on things and submit to them and wait to hear back from them and yada, mm-hmm. yada. But in the interim, mm-hmm. you have had work published. Right. Yes. And this was the other piece of, you know, building your platform and just, um, you know, so- something else that can help your longer <laughs> work get published <laughs> is to have shorter pieces published in literary journals. So mm-hmm. I, I wrote an essay or actually I 
adapted this essay from my memoir a year ago, and I I sent it out to a whole bunch of literary journals, and it got accepted. <laughs> and I was ecstatic, and I was actually sitting in a coffee shop when I found out the news, and I had Yay. no one to hug. <laughs> Aww. Aww. But, uh, I'd yeah. hug you. Um, so it was great. Yeah. And then I also submitted to this small writing contest. It's called the Wow Women on Writing um, Essay Contest. They do these mm-hmm. quarterly essay contests every year. And in January, I submitted and I won. Uh, the, I, I was in the top 10. So Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. And that part of the process, as you mentioned, is, is important, right? Because mm-hmm. it helps, you know, helps your, I imagine it helps, I'm going to say street cred, but it's, it helps your, you know, to show that you have, you know, some publications under your right, belt, that right. the work is out there, right. because it is such, it is such an interesting process, mm-hmm. like, as someone who's obviously never written anything for mm-hmm. public viewing, it is. So if you had to, you know, if people that are listening to this podcast are, mm-hmm. you know, aspiring to be writers or, or mm-hmm. consider themselves to be writers, could give them just a couple pieces of advice as they if they were to start on a writing mm-hmm. journey what would those be mm. <laughs> okay well like I've already mentioned before just sh- the, to show up to write <laughs> mm. no matter you know if you're writing garbage or not <laughs> <laughs> um, it goes through revision but you know showing up is is really really key that's that's the first thing, you know, and, you know, I guess my second, you know, and and this is, this is something that one of my instructors in a memoir writing class I took told us, and, and, and this has been really helpful actually in my work is that, you know, she said, it doesn't, it doesn't all have to go in the book. Mm. (laughs) You can, you can write other books <laughs> mm, later <yeah. laughs> or other stories. So, so that, that has really helped me part with some of the scenes that were not moving my story along. Yeah. So it doesn't all have to go in there. I think that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. And we have, a, you know, we kind of have a similar process sometimes in photography <laughs> too. Like we call it, we call it having the mom goggles on, you know, like pictures that we love because they're mm, our kids. Right, right, um, right, right, right. But yeah. that probably aren't <laughs> technically sound or even really good. And no one else would actually care about so much, but we love them because it's like, <laughs> oh, look, it's that space, that expression. And sometimes you have to be like, yes, just put those in a different folder. Yes, yes, I have a trash <laughs> folder that, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, that was super, that's super helpful and insightful mm-hmm. and as we start to kind of wrap up here, we did mm. want to take a couple of minutes to actually talk about a joint project mm. that yep. Magda and I are working on that incorporates both writing and photography. Yes. Um, obviously, we are still living in the midst of a global pandemic mm. with COVID-19. And I'm trying to think when it was. March, maybe? Was it March? When we conceived this? Yeah, yeah. March or maybe. April. Yeah. And, you know, Magda came to me and and she said, you know, hey, I have this idea and I'm wondering if you might be willing to partner with me on it. And so what we're looking to do is to really try to capture the human experience in this global pandemic. Obviously, you know, for for our country, most of the country between February and May was in quarantine and lockdown. 
And that is a brand new experience for the majority of the country. Mm -hmm. There aren't that many people left that were, you know, alive during the, the flu pandemic of 1918. And so this whole concept of just everything coming to a grinding, screeching halt mm-hmm. in, in also with the, you know, the sheer volume of number of people who are sick and ill and dying mm-hmm. was eliciting some, obviously some really, from a photography perspective, was eliciting some really powerful imagery of that. Mm-hmm. And then on the writing side, obviously there's, I know, a lot of writing that's been happening mm-hmm. um, as people are working through these experiences. And so we kind of, Maggie came to me and said, I want to do, you know, an anthology of pandemic experience related haikus and photography. Mm-hmm. And so that is a project that we are still working on. <laughs> the beginning, the beginning. <laughs> the beginning, yes. Obviously we've had a lot of other you know, kind of Mm -hmm. life altering (laughs) things transpire since then, not just the pandemic, but also obviously all of the the protest and the racial injustice that Mm -hmm. our country and globally we're dealing with too. Mm -hmm. But this, this idea of capturing the human experience is something that both, I think speaks to both of us. Mm -hmm. And it's such a seemingly kind of natural partnership between imagery Mm -hmm. and, and words. Mm -hmm. And so we are in in the process of kind of figuring out what this is going to look like and and how all these things are going to come together. But it is something that we're going to be kind of talking about and sharing about on the Hello Storyteller platform mm-hmm. as we continue to kind of move forward to, you know, to put a call out mm-hmm. for, for submissions for photography. And because we also know <laughs> that usually creatives are not just one singular singular facet, <laughs> that there could be a great deal of people in our community as well that also are able to express themselves in the written word too. And so it's not going to just be limited to say, hey, if you're a Hello Storyteller, you can only submit pictures. That's not the case. <laughs> but it is something to kind of, we wanted to make sure that we talked about and kind of put out there to know that it's, it's we're going to be reaching out to the community mm-hmm. pretty soon to begin to, to create to get submissions from people on and how they've captured that their own personal experience. Right. Because we think there's so many different lenses through mm-hmm. how people have, have experienced are still experiencing and, right. and will be well, continuing to experience right. this. <laughs> you know, I think back in March we thought, Oh, by the time June rolls around, we'll be done with this whole thing. And clearly yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's not the yeah, case. Yeah, um, there, was, there was that, <laughs> there was that glimmer of hope once yep. upon a time. <laughs> You know, and so, yeah, we're, you know, we're kind of watching as, as, as everyone else is going to see what's next. Um, But yeah, we're, I'm really excited about this project, not just because Mm -hmm. I get to work with one of my best friends, but also (laughs) just because I just really enjoy being able to see things from different lenses. Exactly. And so just some of the, you know, haikus that we've seen or that have been written are just moving and, and powerful and, mm-hmm. and to fit all of that into very little words <laughs> is definitely a, a, a skill <laughs> one that I'm not super good at, <laughs> but you know, Magda and I have been kind of combing through images and, and looking at, you know, and different things and, and, and different things, you know, resonate with each of us. Right. Which I think it's just a really good partnership to kind of have two different kind of perspectives yeah. on this as well. So yeah. 
And we, you know, just to add on to that, Melissa, um, we want to collect images and words from, from around the world. Yes. Global, global, mm-hmm. you know, just showing the similarities of how people are experiencing it. But like you said, also through, through different lenses. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Magda, thank mm-hmm. you so much for spending some time with us today to talk about your book and your process and your advice. And I would love for you to kind of share where our listeners can find your work, where they might mm-hmm. be able to access maybe a couple of chapters of what you've written. <laughs> so if you want to share that information here, yes. we're also going to link it all in the show notes, but just let us know where they can, where can you be found, yes, found so. on social media? <laughs> well, I do have a website. It is www.magdalenabartkowska.com. Do I need to spell that or are you going to have that? No, we're going to link okay. it. Okay. <laughs> But it is very much um, <laughs> like it sounds. <laughs> yes. Um, and I am also on, you can also find me on Facebook and I am on Instagram, but haven't been very active on there lately. <laughs> um, Magda, so, we're going to have yes. to chat about that after the show. We are. Meg's going to get you hooked up with all I'm things I'm going to get you hooked up with my social media guide and we're going to get you on the right track my friend excellent i need someone Woo. i need motivation yeah well you go to the right spot because i'm like the rainbow cheerleader sunshine rainbow pants i don't know Perfect. that's true she awesome. is she is all right well thank you so much for inviting me on the show yeah no problem it was great mm-hmm. to have you and we look forward to you know to continuing a conversation mm-hmm. With you, whether it's about the anthology or a little bit later on, maybe some updates about the book and what's happening with it. And yeah, otherwise, thank you all for tuning in and for listening. And we will talk to you all real soon. Bye, everybody. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.